Bush and Richie here with another podcast for you. Good to have you on board. Can I just get someone off my chest? My Do other it. half, Katie, really wound me up over the bank holiday weekend. She was Her friend Steph was staying over, and they were talking about their favourite meals or whatever, and Katie kept calling it egg, ham and chips. That's wrong. Instead of ham, egg and chips. It's only ham, egg and chips. But not once. Not like once, oh, it was a mistake, she got the order wrong. She just kept doing it all the time. Egg, egg ham and chips. <laughs> it's not right. Can I have an egg, ham and chips, please? You've got to break this down. Um, ham and egg would be... A sandwich filling. Yeah. All right? Ham and egg. Right? Ham, and, ham and egg. Then someone, some restaurateur one day decided, do you know what, if we added chips to that, it makes quite a nice pub dish. Yeah. So then it became ham, egg and chips. Ham, egg and chips. That is the history of what is ham, egg, not egg, ham. Yeah, egg is never first in Can I have an egg, ham sandwich? You wouldn't do that. I know, it's not weird. It's just, I don't know why, it's just stuck in my craw from the bank holiday weekend. Did you address it with her at the time, or did you just let it slip? Her friend was over, so I just sat there and seethed. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest you go home this evening, yeah. um, walk in through the front door. I think in relationships, it's good to front up straight away. Yeah. And just say, really missed you, I've been at work today. Uh, before we settle in and enjoy the evening together, there is something I need to speak to you about. <laughs> and then throw my dinner against the wall like Trevor from EastEnders. No more. <laughs> He's in Chernobyl, by the way. Is he? Trevor. No. A podcast review for you. Do please watch, if you can, Sky Atlantic's Chernobyl. It's a heavy whoa, whoa, watch. Whoa, 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 back up a second. <laughs> don't, don't go all uh, news correspondent with us where they say the name of the area in the local way of saying it, but say everything else in normal English. <laughs> what, what you, can't be doing, you can't be doing <laughs> that. Say it, say it again. Chernobyl. No, that's not. <laughs> you don't know what called. I've done. I hands up in the air here. Do not know what I've done. You are saying it in a provocative way. I'm not. You, that's not how you say it. <laughs> I promise you, it's not. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. No, you're not Russian. <laughs> you're not Russian. Look, this, this is, is a wind-up. not actually something to laugh about. You and Katie here. should hang out with each other. <laughs> this is equally as wound-up as egg, ham and chips. Go watch Chernobyl. Oh. It's got Trevor from um, EastEnders in it. He's pretty good. He's playing a coal miner. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. We have your back tonight. You can win your way to the Isle of Wight Festival thanks to 10 weeks of tickets after half five. Uh, I think I nearly had the perfect bank holiday weekend. You know, in football, there's the term the perfect hat trick. Uh-huh. So it's a goal scored with your right foot, a goal with your left foot, and a goal with your head. With Considered your noggin. to be the perfect hat trick. Yep. I think I'm one item short of the perfect bank holiday weekend. I washed the car. Right. Did it by hand and everything. All the wax as well. I saw you put it on Instagram. It was a very good job. It was a great finish. Thank you very much. <laughs> Shammied it off with some microfiber cloths. It was a proper job. Yeah. Mowed the lawn. Diagonal stripes this time. Yeah. Strimmed the edges. Looked fantastic. You know how to enjoy yourself. <laughs> I'm well happy. So there's two stereotypical bank holiday weekend activities. I'm missing a third. Yeah, because things, good things come in threes. They do. Um, I, I went weirdly. I went to the tip like four times over the bank holiday weekend. That would have done it. That would have been a good. That would just a tap in. That would have been ways. a great bank holiday hat trick. Go anywhere near a garden centre. Garden centre, garden centre, garden centre. No. See, that would have been another one. That as would well, have been a good one. Yeah. Or you know, there's kind of I don't know how to classify this, but when I was a kid, I was always made to go and walk by the same thing at the weekend with my parents. <laughs> we always used to go to the Tithe Barn in Bradford on Avon. So maybe some kind of like parental walk around the same kind of place. Yeah. Day trip out. That would have done it as well. So you have to that final thing. I need the final thing. Let's complete it. What would have been the perfect final item? 
for a bank holiday weekend to complete the hat trick. 8 12 15, you can text us or tweet us at Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Hey, good to have your company on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. It's home time with Bush and Richie. I'm really sorry, the microphone has just twisted slightly. I don't want to make loads of noise. Here we go, one minute. Go for it. This, this is going to be a terrible noise. Go on. I apologise if you're at home. <laughs> that was the microphone. <laughs> he did need to do that. It, it sagged somewhat. I feel much better after having done it. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, Professor Brian Cox on this show tomorrow talking about his brilliant new TV show on BBC. It's on BBC Two tonight called The Planets. But he's a bit of a legend. He's going to be on Home Time tomorrow just after six. So make sure you keep listening. For one day and one day only, mm-hmm. Home Time goes highbrow. And then some. Uh, we are trying to complete the the perfect bank holiday weekend hat-trick right now. Uh, my weekend, mowed the lawn, washed the car, did it all myself. Uh, but missed out on that one activity that would have been the perfect stereotypical hat trick. Yes. Uh, so trying to uh, get you to help complete it. Annie tweets to say barbecue. Yeah, that would have been good. If, uh, particularly if it was rained off halfway through. That's a, that's a bank holiday barbecue, isn't it? Get it out, get all the stuff together, go and get some more fuel if you've got the, the whole gas <laughs> thing and then it rains and you put it all back again. Exactly. Uh, Ricky Bayman says flat pack furniture construction. Yeah, generally done on the Monday because you've got, and got it on the Saturday or the Sunday. A lot of swearing. Allen keys, as we've talked about before. Emma suggesting clearing the loft. I dispute that one as a summer bank holiday. I don't think necessarily. It's too hot. That's just hiding, isn't I'm it? Go, yeah. <laughs> clearing the loft. Uh, Charlie Hayes says pub. And this is a very good point. And this is this is a lifestyle thing that as you get older and you have kids, obviously, you're right, your chances of going to the pub are extremely limited. Yeah. But I do remember it, you know, in in my mid-twenties, bank holiday normally means uh, drinking or eating a, a really horrible, sunny pint of uh, Stella in the sun on the Bristol Harbour front with a little pinky finger protruded. I don't want to agree with you because it does depressingly mean that you're right about yeah. it being an age thing. It is. So I'm going to disagree. Getting a hangover at two <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, we've got Dave on the line, a suggestion of what activity could complete the bank holiday hat-trick. Dave, what do you reckon? Oh, I said enough traffic jam is good. They'd be right up there. Epitome of a bank holiday, in my experience. Joe, I saw people over the bank holiday weekend queuing to get into a shopping centre on bank holiday Monday morning. Well, what is it with people getting stuck in queues with these kind of things? It's mad, isn't it? Oh, it's just craziness. Absolutely, crazy. <laughs> thank you. I'm not. I'm not having it. It's too bleak a suggestion, though, to to complete the hat trick. It can't be that. You cleaned a car, mate. That's as bleak <laughs> as it gets. Yeah, yeah. But you get the personal satisfaction of looking at it after you've buffed it and waxed it. You kind of think, right. I did that, and it didn't cost any money whatsoever. I'm not paid anyone. I'm going to go back to my previous statement on this show. <laughs> I will never wash a car, which is still incredible. All right, where do never. you stand on a car boot sale? Laura's suggesting a car boot. Love it. I love a car boot sale. I love a car boot. Brilliant. I feel like you're getting a bargain. You do. Mm. Just like, and also having a little look for other people's stuff. One more from Chris. Uh, Roger Moore, James Bond film. Perfect. Perfect. I, I am a little bit concerned about being indoors on the bank holiday weekend. Yeah. I feel like I need to be out, but still, that's pretty good. Uh, James in Hartford says, afternoon delight. I presume he means a cake. <laughs> I presume he does. <laughs> uh, Ross in Cornwall says, the perfect bank holiday treat is tidy in the garage whilst listening to Absolute Radio on the radio, then a beer in the garden. If I was him, I'd mix it up. Tidy the garage and then have a bit... No, the other way around. Do you know what I mean? Tidy the garden and beer. <laughs> yeah. Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, Mark says, 
Uh, how about creosoting your fence <laughs> as the perfect bank holiday job? He says he wants some Foo Fighters on, so he's obviously, you know, he, he, you know he's, he's a cool guy, but he's, he's suggesting creosoting the fence. I'm not sure I really know what creosote is. What Pig, is creosote? Pig's urine. Is it the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a picture in again. A recurring theme that on the show, yes, isn't it? After, I saw plenty of ad blue over the weekend and thought of you. My, the, did you see it? It pinged on my card. It said, I need more pig urine. How much pig urine can you put in a car? To clarify, creosote is not pig urine. <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah. Thanks for that. Because I would have gone out into the wider world and just still had that in my head. <laughs> Paint your fence in it. Uh, James says, bank holiday in my childhood, Fox Talbot Museum, Laycock, Wiltshire, young adult ho- hood stroke early 30s, King Street, Bristol and the King Billy pub. Been there many times myself for right. a good pub. Now, Wix catalogue browsing. There you go. Uh, so, my father-in-law has bought myself, my girlfriend and my two daughters a sunflower each, God bless him, when they came to visit from Newcastle. Lovely idea. And they're in a line by the shed, each in a little pot, with our names written on the front. So it says Daddy, Katie, Erin and Thea. Uh, but the competition is on to see whose sunflower grows the biggest. And I really want to win. Because <laughs> there's a running joke in our family that I've killed every single plant I've ever owned. Which is true. I, I've killed every plant I've ever owned. I love the fact that a, a beautiful gesture like this has turned into a competition. I just want to win. sound like what would happen in my house. Richie, I just want, I want, to, I want to win. I want to repair my uh, broken reputation as well. <laughs> just the background to this, uh, one of my dear friends, uh, his nan passed away who lived in the Leon Sea area. Yep. And they were obviously like, you know, having to take away all the stuff in her house. And he gave me her plant that had been in the house for years so I said I'll look after it because obviously I live around the corner and it died within about three months I killed it that could just be circumstantial I don't know I feel bad I feel like I need this (laughs) I need this Richie so look I am after uh, any flower growing tips and I don't mean like general kind of all water them three times a day I'm willing to use any form of chemicals, anything, so they can get the edge on the other three. <laughs> I think you need to be specific here. You're talking sunflowers, obviously, yeah. which, you know, the, the the king of all flowers with the, the height they're getting. They can go, I want this to go so high that I'm known in the neighbourhood as tall sunflower guy. But you're looking for something specifically that you can do that is done to yours, obviously, that is not done to the other three. I, I'm even willing to look at Stuff I can do to the other three to slow down their growth. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to win. My mum swore by lemonade. Lemonade? Lemonade. That's what she would water all her plants with. Really? Yeah. God, well, that's a, a state of us. Made of money. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was, it was budget spa stuff that she was going to go and buy. I'd love to see her uh, sprinkle the lawn in this particularly dry patch. <laughs> yeah. So, does it work? Does that really work? What, what, how can that even work? Well, I don't feel like there were houseplants dying everywhere, but I don't know whether that was necessarily making them any better. I'm not sure. I'm willing to take that on, though, if, if that's the secret ingredient. Is it like flat lemonade or just like straight up? No, it's bog, it was bog standard lemonade. Wow. My science background, double A science, might tell Brian. Cox that tomorrow, Brian. He'll love that. He'll love that, Brian. Says to me that you've got the perfect setup here to actually find out whether this lemonade system works because you've got four. So the control, designate one of them, do nothing to it. Yeah. And then obviously, if you do one lemonade (laughs) and the other two just standard water, you'll find out. Like a guinea pig. Exactly. But with lemonade. Any tips on how I can win this sunflower growing race? I'd love to hear them today on this show. 8 12 15. Get in touch. Absolute radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Meanwhile, in other news, I want to win this sunflower growing competition. My father-in-law has bought us a sunflower each, uh, so I want to win the competition. They're currently stood against the shed in our back garden. I'm after any advice from you, Slot, about what I can use on them to make my one grow the biggest. It's got my name written on the front, reputation on the line here. We've had a load of tweets in suggesting pig's urine. <laughs> 
If it works for AdBlue and it works in a car, it might work on a sunflower. Uh, this one says, why not just look after the other three and leave yours alone? That way, those three will die and your one, the one you don't touch, will flourish. That is fantastic thinking. Reverse psychology on the fact that I have killed every plant I've ever had anything to do with. There are people saying you can overwater them, so if that is the case... Can you, can you really overwater them? Neglecting your... Well, you know, they're spindly things. You've had some backup on the old um, lemonade thing as well. I have had back- a backup on the lemonade. Uh, my friend saying that uh, her nan also uses lemonade and soda water. So there's obviously something in the fizz. That some flowers love a mixer. <laughs> don't they? George in Southampton, Texas say, eggshells. I've no what? idea of the science behind it, but my dad always used to crush eggshells, sprinkle them on the soil on his allotment, always used to make everything grow so much better than everyone else. Well, I'll give it a go. Lucy says, uh, all round bit of advice about uh, plants and so on is to give them a bit of leftover meat. Apparently it helps them grow. And says, or just wee on them. I think we can discount Lucy's <laughs> advice. With Tesco Mobile, Tesco Club Card vouchers are now worth twice as much at Tesco Mobile, so shop till your phone bill drops. Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Something happened in the back garden over the weekend that I think might have put a really big cloud over tomorrow's Europa League final between Arsenal and Chelsea. Put a cloud over a football match thousands of miles away. How? Literally thousands of miles away with Baku. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago, of course you're going to remember because you gave it me. You gave me for my birthday an Arsenal gnome. Yes, I had to search. It's not as easy as you'd think to get an, uh, a football-based gnome. I had I, to search I'd never have thought of it as an idea myself. As someone who is uh, as a proud Arsenal fan but also proud owner of a new six week old lawn. Not sure whether I've talked about it on the radio <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, I've mentioned it a couple of times, yeah. <laughs> it was the perfect birthday present, bringing together my love of my football team and my love of my lawn. And I think the last I saw was a photo of said gnome in the corner of your garden. He's got like pride of place and everything as well. He has, because this is the thing that people maybe forget about gnomes. The whole reason you have them in the garden (laughs) is because they are meant to have mythical powers to care over your garden whilst you as the homeowner are not there. In a kind of coming alive whilst it's night time or people are sleeping. Exactly that. That's what they do. Sleep well, don't have nightmares. (laughs) Uh, I came home over the weekend to discover that he has suffered a horrendous head injury. Now, this little Arsenal gnome, he was in an Arsenal kit. He had a uh, ball permanently attached to his head, obviously that he's heading in a comical, gnomey way. Yeah. And unfortunately, the ball has come away from his head and he's got a gaping head wound. Wow, so he looks like he's been hit by a sniper. (laughs) It looks exactly like that. Wow. What he's been hit by is a one-year-old who's walking now. Oh, so Rocco. Rocco picked up the gnome. He's looking at it. He's been fascinated with the gnome since the moment it came home. And then he dropped it from his not-so-very-high height. So the, the gnome right now is in your back garden, but with a massive gaping hole in his forehead. <laughs> yeah, you got it, yeah. This has huge implications, then, I would suggest, luckwise. 24 hours before oh. Arsenal's first European final for quite a few years, and a... An ornament yep. that nobody is disputing has mythical powers yep. 
has suffered a gaping head wound. This is the equivalent of dropping a mirror just before a wedding. Underneath a ladder. Yeah, exactly. As a black cat walks by. I don't know what I can do. I mean, first off, Rocco is lucky he's only one. Otherwise, he would have had that full-on lecture about respecting people's property yeah. and that gnomes aren't a toy. <laughs> but he didn't get that because he's one. We've all had the gnomes aren't a toy lecture. Oh, <laughs> but you have the lecture. It's that fear of breaking something that isn't yours. Yes. That is that is a real fear. It's well, horrible. I, I remember practising bowling in the hallway in our house when I was a kid. I was about 10 or 11 years old. I wasn't like throwing the ball. I had a proper cricket ball, but I was just doing the bit where you put it above your head. Yeah. And I smashed my mum and dad's ornate <laughs> lamp, like shade they had on the light in the hallway, and they went absolutely ballistic. Because my dad said to me, "Stop doing that because you're going to break so." And I said, "Be fine." <laughs> Smash seconds later on, as like bits of glass and stuff got into my hair. So I, I mean, maybe maybe we should call out on people who are uh, I don't know, bro- broken stuff. You broken something? Happily do that. Let's 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 hear your breakage stories, uh, stories please. Eight twelve fifteen to text us you can tweet us at Absolute Radio those times when you broke something you had to then front up and own up to it as a side issue if anyone has any ways we can reverse this bad luck with the gnome I'd love to hear about those as well is it operable let us know Absolute Radio the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie here this is our Hometime Show it's Absolute Radio on a Tuesday night how are you feeling you're back into the swing of things it's quite hard to know what's going on in a weird four day week that's another great edition of the Absolute Radio 90s. Cheryl Crow, Foo Fighters and Supergrass. Many of you trying to help the plight of my Arsenal gnome, which has got a gaping head wound. It's broken uh, one day before the Europa League final. Mm. It's, it's terrible bad luck. Uh, Jason has tweeted to say, put a bandage around it, uh, paint an armband on it, then it's Captain Marvel scoring the winner. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's that's, not bad. That, that's obviously a Brian Robson reference, but it's the wrong club, really. But I see what he's done. Uh, Alex says perhaps you need a willing Chelsea fan with a similar gnome to sacrifice it in a similar way in order to balance out the odds once again. I can't see a Chelsea fan volunteering their own gnome, and I don't want to get into the process of like meeting up somewhere like a pub car park and sacrificing gnome. <laughs> 43 years old. You don't need any of that. Uh, we also want your stories tonight. What have you broken? Have you broken something that someone else loves or whatever and felt terrible about it? Uh, uh, Bush and Richie says, Crocky, I once broke an old blind lady's hip. I was the milk boy and put the milk on the wrong side of the step and the rest is history. I felt guilty for 37 years. Crocky. Crocky, mate. What is going on? I res- respect the guilt, but wow. That's a hell of a story. Uh, Rachel. It's a, it's a bit different. Uh, I do property inspections and reports for a letting agent. Uh, one day I was in the bathroom of a property. I sat on the lid of the toilet. I cracked it. It was useless. <laughs> did she run off or did she admit it? Never admitted. I love it. I love people who don't admit what they've done. Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Not really a good omen ahead of the match tomorrow, but George and Monty text, great point, 8-12-15, put some headgear on it, put it in goal and call it Petr Cech, yeah. who of course famously wears his headgear after his injury. He retires, it's his final match tomorrow. It's all suddenly rather fitting. Yeah, it's a little sponge helmet for yeah, the gnome, that'd be good. That, yeah. Sorry, Paul in Surbiton has just texted us to say, did we know that the word gnome means guarding, for G, naturally, N, R, O, mother, 
E M and Earth E. I did not know that. Wish I hadn't done the letters at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> just said the sentence. Uh, some solutions being offered here as well. Evening. When I was about ten, my dad bought a two-foot gnome of Great Uncle Bulgaria from the garden centre. I was carrying it to the car, holding it by having my two middle fingers through Uncle Bulgaria's glasses. Uh, the weight of the gnome was too much to be held by just his glasses, and the gnome <laughs> fell, crashing to the car park floor into pieces. We tried to get a refund, cheeky so and so, but they weren't having any of it. So we spent the rest of the afternoon super gluing it back together and he's still in the garden to this day now the thing is this is interesting i would think that we can get this guy match fit by eight o'clock kickoff time tomorrow night <laughs> late fitness test <laughs> because it was a cleaner break than what they're describing there yeah so maybe with a little bit of super glue this 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 could be done well this is a completely kind of white quite sterile studio with a big white table and, and overhead lighting maybe we could operate on the gnome tomorrow on this radio show. During the show. Because you're going to need to get him ship-shaped because that's a big game for you lot tomorrow. Show starts at four, kick-offs at eight. We'll have four hours to complete this operation successfully. Ten weeks of tickets. The Isle of Wight Festival with Enterprise. So 10 Weeks of Tickets is back and all this week we're giving away tickets to the Isle of Wight Festival. Come and see Richie and I do 80s versus 90s live. Mm. All you need to do is uh, take part in a new game that we like to call Who Claims Wins? And on line one, hoping to win those tickets, we can say hi to Mick. Hello, boys. How you doing? Oh, uh, we're good, man. How was your bank holiday weekend? Fantastic. Sunny, got drunk, and, yeah, just, you know, brilliant. Yeah. It's hit all the markers, hasn't it there, Mick? The perfect yeah, hat-trick overall there, isn't it? <laughs> good, yeah. lads. Stay there. On the other line, we've got Mark. How was your bank holiday weekend, Mark? Hi. Uh, yeah, not as good as Mick's. Uh, I think he's 3-0 up. A trip to the vets, 140 quid bill... Um, yeah, definitely not as good as Mick's. And no alcohol. Oh, oh Terrible. Triumvirate yeah. of nightmare for Mark there. Well, hopefully yeah. you can turn things around by maybe winning this. Let's see what happens. Uh, Mick and Mark, listen carefully to the rules. Those two names, it's not going to get confusing at all here, Flower is pot, it? men. I think we're going to be fine. Uh, right, we're going to give you a random topic that has many possible answers. Mark, uh, you will have to say how many answers you think you could give in 30 seconds. Mick, you'll then have the opportunity uh, to claim if you think you could name more or less than Mark. Uh, whoever thinks they could claim more, <laughs> I'm already confused, uh, will then have 30 seconds to do just that. If that player manages it, they'll win the tickets. If they don't, they will lose the tickets to the other players. So, let's play. Who claims wins? Right then, Mick, it's on you. How many UK Sports Personality of the Year winners from 1998 onwards do you think you can name in 30 seconds? Oh, blimey. Um, three. 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 Okay, Mark, do you think you can name more than three or do you want to challenge <laughs> Mick to back up his claim? Sure, flipping hell. Uh, uh, I'll go four. You're He's going four. Go four. All right, it's back with you, Mick. Do you reckon you can do more than four or do you want to challenge Mark? I'd challenge Mark. All right, challenge Mark. Him. 30 seconds, four. Go for it. Oh, God. Uh, um, Andy Murray, um, Mo Farah. Uh, Wayne Rooney. Um, oh, hell's bells. Um, the athlete. Um, <laughs> Jen Je Jessica Ennis Hill. Jessica Ennis Hall. Um, God, that's all I can think. I can't think of any more. Um, Five seconds left. Johnny Wilkins. Johnny Wilkinson. Right, time's up, time's up, time's up. I heard five names there. If they're all good... Can I commend him on some brilliant non-swearing? <laughs> Hell's yes, bells, flipping hell. Well. <laughs> oh, Mark, do you know what? Frustratingly, it's three. 
Oh. Awesome, but no worries. Andy Murray, Johnny Wilkinson and Mo Farah. That's the three. So that means, Mick, Mick. you are off yeah. to the Isle of Wight Festival. Yeah. Congratulations, Mick. Commiserations, Mark. I've never meant uh, words more sincerely than that. I thought it was a good, le- good little episode, as me dad would have said. Yeah, Mick, if you behave yourself <laughs> on the island. We've heard about your bank holiday weekend. <laughs> behave yourself. Uh, more opportunities to play Who Claims Wins tomorrow to go to the Isle of Wight Festival. Call us now if you want to be that person. 0330 123 1215. You've got five minutes to call, so that's until 5.56. So tomorrow morning from 6am, Dave Barry has VIP tickets to the Isle of Wight Festival thanks to Enterprise Rent Vehicle. 24-7 by the hour or day. Ten weeks of tickets. Sending you to the Isle of Wight Festival with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, Enterprise. I sent a text to my brother's landline over the weekend. <laughs> Isn't that just one of the worst things? That's a nightmare. So I, I, I felt awful. Immediately after it had gone, I was mortified. I thought this is such a thing that my mum or dad would do. Am I turning into my mum or dad? And I presume now, if you send a text to someone's landline, don't they get a phone call at home and they go to the phone and pick it up and then that voice reads out what I've said. Hello, Simon. What time are the blues on TV is or something like that? that what it does? It reads it out, because I think, for I, you. I would, I would love to support you. It's what we're here to do. We do this show together, but it's not yet something I've done. <sighs> I've not I thought you yet. might have done it. I've not, I'm afraid, my friend. I've not yet texted a landline. He's going to pick up that <laughs> message at some point. Just think I'm a gimp. So, you know, it's going to be like, hello, Simon. Do you think we should call mum this weekend? Or something. <laughs> oh, I'm so mortified by it. But it's one of, one of those things where you do and you think, oh, my God, I'm turning into mum and dad. Mm. Yeah, in a moment like that, we think, I'm turning into mum or dad. When I went from two children to three children, that appeared to be the tipping point of not being able to call them by their names correctly. <laughs> See, my, my mum and dad do that all the time. I could grasp two, but since Rocco has joyfully arrived, can I, with any conviction, call them by the right name? No. Do, do you go through the locks? That's what my mum does. Uh, Anna, Andrew, Simon. <laughs> Anna, Anna, Anna. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? I do, at the moment, I rapidly correct myself. But still, you feel awful. Like but you, you feel can't terrible. Remember their name. You feel terrible yourself, and you feel bad for them because you think that they're thinking he doesn't know what I'm called. This guy's a joker. <laughs> this guy's a complete joker. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves, and here it is: the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So I was just admitting that I accidentally sent a text to my brother's landline over the weekend, and just asking you the question: Have you done something recently that makes you worry that you're turning into your parents? Uh, Derek in rugby is uh, rowing on in behind you. Says you're not the only person to do it. Once sent a text to my girlfriend at the time. Accidentally sent it to her mum's landline. Some very <laughs> saucy content. He says. How I don't wow. understand. That is a, a huge leap there, Derek. Huge leap. The phone company should intervene and not let <laughs> stupid people like us send stuff to... What's, who sends a text to a landline? And also, imagine having like a bit of blue read out by a robot. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, Charlotte says, around four years ago, I had a, a parental moment phase. At the peak, I found myself telling some neighbourhood kids to pick up their rubbish and proceeded to march them to the closed bin. I'm now 30 years old. She started early. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. 
The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Goo Goo Dolls and Iris on Home Time. It's Bush and Richie on Absolute Radio Tuesday night. Uh, we get asked a lot of times, what do you guys do during the songs? But if you really want to know, we've just spent oh, no, 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 the no. entirety of the Goo Goo Dolls uh, <laughs> huddled around Richie as we tried to work out via his plane app on his phone what plane just went past the studio window. It was a, a flight from uh, Mumbai. It's an amazing app, that, isn't it? It's the first, app. the first time I've seen it in action. I waste far too much time on it. I think I might start wasting my own time <laughs> on it as well. Uh, meanwhile, we're talking about parental moments. You've had a moment where you've done something and you think, oh, my God, I'm turning into my parents. I accidentally texted my brother's landline at the weekend. Have you done something of a similar ilk? Nick says, Bush and Richie, I have one daughter. Her name's Sophia. She's age 16. Uh, but I regularly call her by the dog's name, Charlie, much to her disgust. <laughs> wow. Uh, Lisa says, my daughter picked me up from my friends uh, one Friday. I'd had a few too many. Right. Uh, she picked me up in my red car. As we approached our estate, I actually said to my daughter, it's right then left please mate, uh, the house with the red car on the drive. This being the red car that we were currently sat in. I thought I was in a taxi, my daughter the taxi driver. Never been able to live it down. What a legend. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Richie, please tell everyone what incidents just happened during that song. Me pen? Yeah, yeah go on. <laughs> it's leaking. Do you know what? I have never seen anyone have so many problems with one thing and then still persevere with it. <laughs> Why are you put it? It leaks on you all the time. It runs out when you need it the most. Generally, always on my finger. Always got like a black smudge yeah. as a result of it. Yeah. Always getting the kitchen towels, mopping up my leaks. You had, you had a massive ink leak uh, on a very expensive table that we have at work. Yeah. Bright white, that had to be cleaned off. But do you know anybody who has nicer writing than me? You do have lovely writing. Dances over the pages. Lovely girls it? writing you do have. <laughs> it's not girls. Did someone buy you that as an heirloom? Why hasn't it been like taken out? Why have you just not put it in the bin it's yet? It's a good pen. I know, but it's not working. It's not fit for purpose. <laughs> just because it leaks to me and it's not, not I, fit. He's the only person I know who still writes with a fountain pen in 2019. <laughs> Bart will be the scrivener over there. If you if you write with a fountain pen, let me know, or is it just him? Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Well, I guess I did throw down the gauntlet. <laughs> fountain pens. I thought I thought Richie was the only person in the United Kingdom struck the world who still uses a fountain pen in 2019, but it seems that's not the case. Don't have to look too far on the Absolute Radio uh, text inbox. Ross in Bromley, I always use a Lamy fountain pen, writes nicely, looks professional. Kelly says, guys, I still use fountain pens. I sell stationery, so I also get good ones. Let me know if you need anything. Uh, Nick says, Richie, I swear by my fountain pen, better than the quill pen generally expected of me. I'm a lawyer. Ignore the ridicule. Uh, Rob, who has recently joined our team here at Absolute Radio as some senior management, uh, says, I love a good fountain pen, but I had to give them up because, as Bush says, they leak everywhere. Oh Too much pen admin. I've migrated to a gel pen. Same great flow, none of the leak. My page dancing penmanship has never been better. Lovely review there, Rob. I would say that's the death knell for the fountain pen, <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> 
Uh, there's some other ones coming in. This, this winds me up. Matt in North London says, I write my medical notes with a Mont Blanc 1967 fountain pen. Nothing better. It's a good better. one. It's, a good it's one. not a fine wine. <laughs> and Jason says, Bush, you're an animal. Richie, do not retire the fountain pen. Listen to this. I use a Caranda Ash lemon. I have done for many years. I use mauve ink. I use a fountain pen. You write less quickly. And in my case, my eligible scrawl miraculously becomes readable. Uh, for those of you asking, uh, I use a, a cross fountain pen with a midnight black uh, ink. I'm handing my notice. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Right, that's the end of another podcast. Don't forget Professor Brian Cox on the show tomorrow. Uh, I'm still, about you, I'm still annoyed by the way Ritchie says Chernobyl. How would you say it? Chernobyl. I don't see any difference to what I'm saying. No, you are making that Russian for... I don't want to don't continue the argument at the end here, but you're making it Russian for no reason whatsoever. Watch the documentary yep. about don't. the Chernobyl disaster <laughs> and come back to me. I will, I will do, but don't in any way think that this is resolved. Here's Bill Bailey. It's the podcast has officially come to an end. 